Hey, everybody. In this episode of Box Office Breakdown, the Predator stalks its way to the top of the box office. We're going to break all that down and find out who won this past weekend's box office bet. Let's do it. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Everybody, welcome to Box <laughs> Office Breakdown here on hey. Popcorn Talk. Of course, this is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we... About the box office that lie ahead. <laughs> I'm Frank Moran. Hey, how's it going? Carrie Lane here. I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. Oh, and of course, uh, making us look good, sound even better, is Brianna in the booth. Hey, everybody's already <laughs> attached to ah, She's like, what? Look at that. <laughs> yes, uh, fo- so folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And as always, wait there, give it a thumbs up. Or two, or three, four, Ray five. Jamie, Ray. How many? How many? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, feel free to hop in the chat. We're going to have that up and running as well. But Carrie, if they're watching this after we stream live, what can they do? Y'all can comment down below. Beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, so let's just jump right into it. This past weekend's top five yes. coming in at number one. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's much of a surprise there, but The Ooh. Predator came in with a nice $24 million, a little underperforming. Certainly Fox was looking hopefully around a $40 million payday, but mm-hmm. didn't quite turn out But they that also way. got some bad press right before release. So Yes, there were some issues there with the uh, all press is good press because everybody's in talking about it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. In that way. Well, <laughs> yeah. Because then they weren't talking about it before, and now they're like, so did you hear about that? Yeah. Uh, Maybe. So, I don't know. Uh, I went and saw this. Yeah. Okay. And, and it is a it is an okay film. It's a nice like, little B-movie while you're watching at the beginning. But the, the third act is a lot of trouble. And mm. even the, uh, the filmmakers will admit that, too, because the original hmm. ending they wrote for the script is not what they got a chance to film. Why? Mm. They had an idea for the film that they wanted to reach out for an actor to come back. And, uh, uh Schwarzenegger? Actor, yep. And he's like, nope. Yep. And he read it and he said, no, I, I, you know, if I were to do this, I'd want to be more in the movie mm. than just, you know, no coming cameos in the for end. him. Yeah. So, I, but had he come in, that cameo, well, hopefully, if the film had done fantastic, would have set up a sequel. And then mm. I feel like he would have been a great way to do that. But perhaps mm-hmm. with Schwarzenegger, he's like, no, 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 no. If I, I don't know how much longer I have. I'd rather, if I'm going to mm-hmm. be in a film, let me do it now. I can respect that. You yeah. know, yeah. I, I think some people weren't fans of uh, Ghostbusters, the, you know, the latest one, mm-hmm. not the reboot, but whatever it was, um, because we did have Bill Murray in a little bit and Dan Aykroyd just for a little bit. I think even Ernie Hudson just a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think people wanted a little bit more, but even just a nod. But I could understand why he was like, you know... I just want to do more. Like, don't just, like, kind of throw me in there. You know, I get that. Yeah, that, out of all Schwarzenegger's um, various franchises that he's done, mm-hmm. it feels like everybody naturally dra- thinks of the Terminator. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. if we're going to do a Terminator film, we got to have Schwarzenegger yeah. in. Yeah. And the Predator uh, franchise, even though everybody loves that first one, nobody really thinks, like, oh, well, we got to have him. But I, I think you do. I think it would be cool to have him more involved in a, in a Predator film. I mean, certainly you've got Danny Glover in the second one. And then you've got Predators with you know Adrian mm-hmm. Brody, <laughs> uh, Topher Grace. But uh, it, I I feel like if if I gave that script to uh, Schwarzenegger and he said, I rather would have been more involved, 
I think I might have rewritten the script. Right? Get, <laughs> At like, least try. Yeah. yeah. If you really wanted him, you would have been like, okay, you know what? We'll make this work. Let us help you help us. Yeah. Yes. I would I would have loved yeah. to seen a more to have Dutch back in the Predator film. Would yeah. have been would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so anyway, so that didn't happen, but they no. uh, the studio also had some thoughts too about how the, the film should end as well, so they had to do some reshoots as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the last third is it turns into a big hunt and chase and action fights and stuff, and the, it, it is tough to follow on some mm. parts. Like Sterling K. Brown, he disappears at the end of the film. That's what I heard. Yeah, and even I was like, what? What happened to him? What happened to him? So I had to go online afterwards and kind of read. And some people spec- some people had said what they thought happened to him. Mm. And maybe it did, but it was edited so quickly and so poorly that I couldn't follow it. Oh, so. that's not sure. If you don't yeah. know, that's not good. Yeah, it, it, it definitely, I didn't feel like it was like definitive. Like I was like, yeah. oh, yep. So maybe if I, if I were to watch it at home where I could actually pause it mm. and go, wait, is that what happened <laughs> in that? That really rapidly cut scene there? Okay. All right. That was what happened. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, it's... It's a shame. I mean, and you set up this sting for uh, what could potentially be a sequel, but I just don't think it's going to make it. Mm. So, which is a bummer. Was it funny at all? Because that one scene I saw at Comic Con was a slightly comedic, but in a weird, uncomfortable way. Where you know, I, I you're like, am this. I supposed to be laughing? Was it the Keegan Michael yeah. Key stuff, like on the bus? Not on the bus in the hotel room or the motel room or whatever. Oh, with Olivia Munn and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. After that, is it just like the tone just is different from what we got? Well, Stardew in the chat makes a good question. Is it just as bad as Boo 2? Stardew, nothing is bad as Boo 2. I would watch The Predator a bazillion times before I'd ever watch Boo 2 of a D Halloween. That's some scary business. It's getting Mm. close to that. Almost yeah. that one year anniversary for me of seeing that really, really terrible you should, film. You should celebrate it by watching it again. Oh, man. Oof. The first one is on my uh, queue because I was supposed to watch it. Yeah. But Nicely still sitting done. there, you yeah. know. Way to go, Carrie. Yeah. Way to go. I watched Kin, though, which you all mentioned for me, which I saw that one. Uh, I don't. If you hadn't heard what I said, I thought uh, it, it, the pacing was a bit slow, but overall it was still kind of cool and... Um, is entertaining sci-fi like action adventure thing? You're incredibly forgiving. <laughs> I didn't have high expectations. I just was kind of like, "Wow, oh, what's this movie?" And uh, there's interesting potential, and then certain actors in it where you're like, "Oh, where's this gonna go?" And then we'll see. Which I don't think that I don't know if they'll make a sequel, but it sets it up that maybe. Yeah. All right. Or I'd want to know more about that world. Uh, the Predator was also the subject of our box office bet there, and. Uh, well, it, uh, I came in second, or no, I came in third place. According to Star Drew, who's still kind enough, as always, to keep us uh, so abreast about who was winning and who was losing mm-hmm. on, on the box office bet. Since we don't have Neil Plumley here on a regular basis, who is our box mm-hmm. office bet statistician, to uh, keep that all down. <laughs> yes. So, it, uh, our... Yeah. Go ahead, Amy. Um, well, okay, so, S- Star Out of the Maze first... I think I won. Yes, Amy, you're out of the maze. Good. Second... Frank. So uh, uh, then Tony lost. There you go. Guess so. Good. That's probably why he's you know not here this evening. He's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's like nope. Nope. I've got to go see the predator. I'm gonna honor yeah. my box. No, I'm pretty sure he saw it. it. I don't know if he did, but uh, for the horror movie news, there was a post for it, and since he's the lead on that show, I would think maybe he did. He's doing his due diligence. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number two for this week's top five is the Nun. 
from Warner Brothers and New Line, another $18.2 million. Dropped 66%. Woo! Not, not surprising. Mm. Yeah, I did. That's one that I'm like, I'll see it maybe as a cheap matinee. I'm like, maybe. Because I've seen the other Conjuring Universe films. But... Wait, what is it called? We co- the Conjurers? There you go. Conjurers. Yes, yep. Conjurers. You're welcome, guys. But it would be a shame if this became the kind of franchise where it's like, we can get you a great opening weekend, and that's what we're going to rely on. Yeah. And so we'll just keep turning these out, and the quality will kind of reduce, but as long as it gets a great opening weekend, who cares? I'd hate for it to become like that. Yeah, I hope they get better, because, yeah, I would almost argue the second Conjuring's, I almost like it better than the first, but it's a different kind of scary. Like, the first one's just haunted house. The other one is, like, there's multiple monsters, essentially, which was like, ooh, that's interesting. But the Annabelles, yeah, they're okay. Did you see some? Yeah, else? I think I think I've seen all of them. Yeah. The nun was all right. It, I I talked about it last week, but there was a lot of jump scares. I think what they need to focus on is instead of just marketing it, which they did a really good job with that, just make it good too. <laughs> if you get also, you know, just, yeah, just both yeah. both together, I think would be great. Uh, because yeah, the word of mouth yes. was like not that great. Uh, <laughs> I do like how you make it seem like it. It's so easy. It's just, just yeah, just yeah, make just it make good. it good. Yeah. <laughs> Here's well, the thing. I think like people liked it. But they didn't love it enough to tell people you have to see it in theaters now. Mm. So that's what they need to work on. Not on our list, but Mandy's getting a lot of oh my people God. excited about it. I'm excited. I haven't been able. To I want to see that I'm one. Excited. It's been a long time since you've actually been able to say, "Oh my gosh, it's a Nicolas Cage film." Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be down to see. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, interesting, yeah. Uh, coming up uh, for number three this week on our uh, top five at the box office, A Simple Favor from Lionsgate, a little over $16 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this one I saw. And, yes. it, okay, here's the thing. I love Blake Lively. I love Anna Kendrick. I recently but... found out about Henry Golding. But I, um, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. So it was interestingly kind of funny. Okay. And I don't want to say what it's like exactly because then I feel like I would give away the plot, but it's a murder mystery meets like not dark comedy, but a little a little sure. A little something that's like funny. I don't know. It was surprising. Is, Is it rewarding? Gesture terminology. Like what how it all unfolds? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And I think this is honestly one of Blake Lively's better roles. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I, okay, so just thinking off the top of my head, some of her more well known roles, at least recently The Shallows. Green Lantern? Green Lantern, yes. Um, and then she did The uh, the Age of Adeline. Yes. Oh, that was a, I didn't I see like that, that one. one. That was a good I didn't see that one. It's a romantic movie. And you I don't right? see I it. feel like I should It's have more seen of it. a romantic drama though it's not really a comedy but here's the thing but so, it was a good one that was one where I saw the trailer and thought ah, and then how they explain like she lives through time it's actually yeah. interesting it was a good one it kind of reminds me of Captain America um, just you know yeah a little bit um, but yeah no like with this she sometimes she plays those roles that are just um, how do I say this not whiny but a mm. little too like eh, you know and this one, she's not like that at all. So we get to see a little bit of uh, Ryan Reynolds and Van Wilder. Mm-hmm. A little bit of that. So that was very interesting to see. And it's really it's really good. It was surprising. And everyone in the theater um, was, um, was laughing. 
and just kind of like commenting throughout. It was really nice. It was very interactive. I don't know it's going to be that interactive. Is hmm. that what you're looking for in a film? Do you want it to be that interactive? We we talked about this last week. Do you remember? I, I think it was last week where the guy kept just being like, ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah. That's not interaction. That's just annoyance. During Peppermint, this guy, every single time Jennifer Garner would kick butt, he'd be like, ha, ha. I don't oh, see that's how obnoxious. that's funny. Okay. But no, like in... Um, Did you like Peppermint? A simple side note. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted more action. Yeah, I did. I um, but yeah, in a, in a simple favor, I think just, yeah, I mean, I think <sighs> it's hard to describe. I just, I really. No, to also, the less we know, the better, I think. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think everyone will enjoy Blake Lively's role in this, not just females mm-hmm. um, chat. Uh, yeah, I think it's different. And I think you should okay. watch it because it's cool. And the music, the soundtrack, I had to listen to it afterward because I was like, what is this? The sounds mm. different. Yeah. It's cool. good. Oh. It's good. It's surprisingly good, well, I would say. All right. Uh, coming in number four, White Boy Rick from Studio 8, $8 million. Starred Matthew McConaughey based on a true story. <laughs> nope. Didn't see that one. No, no. I didn't see this one. Did you guys have any curiosity to see yeah. it? No, okay. I was interested. The, the trailers seemed kind of interesting. But uh, I, I feel like it's one of those, like, oh, I'd be kind of curious, but I think I would be curious enough to wait until it came home. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, it was on my TV. Yeah. No, I didn't get out to movies because my dog had surgery Friday and I work Saturday and pretty much here most of today. So I'm like, eh, nope. But would, you, was, would, that, would White Boy Rick have been the first thing you would um, Well, I was looking at Predator or Simple Favor. Yeah. Like, just something... I went for Predator in terms of just simple action kind of movie. Like, that's all I wanted from it. And Simple Favor is just one of those, it's going to be really good or it's just going to be kind of eh. No, it's really good. Really good. Okay. See, it's funny because, yeah, for me it was between those two. And I had already not heard good things from The Predator. And I was like, you know what? I want to have a good time. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to watch The Predator. Uh, hmm. Some people are talking about Searching. Go see Searching. Searching's in theaters and that one's really good. Did we talk about searching on this yet? We have many we times. Have. Okay, good, good. Yeah. I don't know if, you probably don't know, they, Carrie Lane talked to the director, uh, not only at the, uh, the, the Asian Pacific. We had the producers come in. Yes, at the film festival, and Tony talked about this last yeah. week. Yeah. About okay. them coming on to Horror Movie News. Yes. So, yes. Uh, not on this list, but I saw My Hero Academia 2 Heroes on Thursday, so the new My Hero Academia movie. Very nice. Uh, we'll hold that for one second. Oh, yes. We'll, we'll just run out of top five first. Uh, with Crazy Rich Asians Woo-hoo! coming up from Warner Brothers, a little we, uh, little eight point seven million. We have two Henry Golding appearances. Yes. In the, in the thing. Yes. yes. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. And so yes, so Carrie Lane off our top five, but yes. yes. Sorry, I was just really excited. No, no I went to an event uh, working on my red carpet footage from that. Uh, it was hosted by Funimation, and it is. So if you've never seen the My Hero Academia show, you could actually watch the movie and still enjoy it. It's just kind of a a side plot thing. But they kind of have a couple recaps on important parts that, yeah, if you had never watched it, like, I'm assuming you've never watched this anime. So you could walk in and watch it and totally enjoy it. Uh, Kids would like it, and I think that's a great idea because then anybody could watch it and still enjoy it because they have, like, moments where it recaps. But it's not boring recaps. If you've seen it, you just sit there going, yeah, yeah, I know move on but if you have watched it i'd say maybe just watch like the first season because then you're like oh yay so and so appeared oh yay it's that person and that has more meaning to it uh it's some really great action uh it's definitely some funny parts 
It is the dub version. I watched the show sub, so um, it was a different experience than for me because I'm like, I am not used to these voices, though they are all very talented people. And, uh, yeah, I think it's really cool. If you're into My Hero Academia, the show, definitely recommend it. And if you've never watched it, it's still a pretty cool anime movie. And then if younger audience, too, but it's not kiddie. It's not a kiddie, like, little kid anime show. Well, look at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know it's got a, a limited for- run there from like September 25th to October 9th or something. Yes, they are doing that. Uh, it's like 500 theaters across the U.S. And stay tuned for red cart interviews on that. I'm like, literally was outside, came back in here. And I'm like, I'll go back. <laughs> but yes. Uh, uh, well, Wellington, it is because we love films that we go watch stuff. Um, I, or we cover it with red carpets, too. I did want to add really quickly um, a simple favor. With Blake Lively. So I did want to touch on this because we usually just talk movies, but Blake Lively, yeah. of course, is in Gossip Girl. I didn't want to let my like whole like freak flag fly because I freaking love Gossip Girl. So never watched it. Ever. No, it's okay. A lot of people haven't. That's why I was like, eh. Hashtag but first world problems. Too many shows. It's hard. I know Frank has for sure. Yeah, why this is the type of network, uh, kind of place where it's built about letting your freak flag fly. This is Why true, not? but I thought we were just talking movies. But, yes. but I'm going to bring in the TV part of this, too, because there are certain Serena aspects in um, Blake Lively's character, Emily. Okay. So if yeah. you like Gossip Girl, you will certainly like A Simple Favor, I would say. And as always, uh, as Amy said, it's got a lot of... This. Mm. I love a, this. It's something that just it. can't people be put listening, into a She's word. doing interesting hand gestures. Yes. You should watch as well. Uh, and Edgar Alves in the chat says, My Hero Academia is amazing. Yes, if you've never watched the anime, go watch it. It's on Hulu. It's a really good show. And it's actually interesting, too. Side note on that. There's um, so many you know superhero movies. It's an anime, but the hero aspect is very similar to ours. And the creator of the manga really admired our superheroes as well. So, and oh. his favorite superhero is Spider Man. So I was like, yay! Uh, but yeah, th- there's interesting parallels there, and there's actually a hero that's very, like, American. Very cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, well, make sure Moving you check on. it out, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, films internationally as well, our international numbers, we've got uh, The Nun conjured up another 33.1 <laughs> million in its second weekend in 62 markets. That's a 58% drop from her from the record-breaking opening and brings the offshore total to $143.6 million and $228.7 million globally. Uh, the Predator faced off with The uh, the Nun and came off to a $30.73 million start. Uh, basically, The Nun is currently in about 74% of the international marketplace, while Predator is just about 55%. Uh, now, the R-rated uh, sci-fi The Predator comes eight years after 2010's Predators, which did best in a combination of Japan, the UK, Russia, Australia, and Germany, finaling with $75 million. Mm. Uh, I don't know if this one will do as well. Uh, and basically after two weekends, The Nun is the highest grossing title in the Conjuring universe in 18 markets, including hmm. Romania, Spain, Ukraine, well. UAE, Indonesia, and Brazil. I was going to say, I'm like, what? <laughs> really? And it is the top WB title in uh, of 2018 in 19 including Poland, Indonesia, India, the Philippines, Argentina, and Brazil. Hmm. Uh, now, uh, elsewhere, a bunch of other milestones are passed this weekend at the box office. The Meg passed $500 million worldwide, 
as well as Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation. Your favorite movie. Holy cow, that thing will not stop. Wow. It, it keeps going. Comes back from the dead. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's a zombie. The That's right. Put a stake in it already. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp buzzed across $400 million internationally, becoming the 14th Marvel Cinematic Universe title to do so. And overall, the Walt Disney Studios 2018 global box office has now surpassed that of 2017, with six hundred and six hundred and forty six hundred four hundred and sixty eight point one million dollars through today. That is the second biggest year in the studio's history. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you're you know into that kind of stuff, I guess. Yes. Whatever. Infinity yeah. War. I don't know. Whatever. So of course we did our box office bet on the Predator. Uh, Anthony, you know, if you're still alive, <laughs> you know, we'll look forward to hearing what your thoughts are on that. But that doesn't mean that there's not another chance to uh, do another box office bet. To see what other film we can do this oh. coming weekend, and that is for two films. You're going to get a good chance to choose. Are you from excited in the about chat. one of those? Yeah, I'm freaking excited. Yeah. Uh, one is the house with a clock in its walls from Universal, 3,300 screens with Jack Black and Kate Blanchett. That's oh. not the one you're excited. No, oh, I didn't you're think excited? you were. I am. It oh, looks good. super fun. And the second one is Life Itself from <gasps> Amazon Studios on 2,500 screens with. Oscar Isaacs and that Benning, Olivia so Wilde. Why are you so excited? Because Dan Fogelman knows how to really just get into our hearts and really just uh, mess with us. That's true. Uh, okay. This, this is, is us, creator. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never watched that one either. So okay. those are the two films that you that uh, will be <laughs> you you can consider for your box office bet. Feel free to start chiming away in the chat with your vote, and then we will choose the one that has the highest amount of votes to do our black box office bet at the end of the show. But in the meantime, we like to do a little box office rewind. Beautiful. Look at Good that. job. Yay. Sorry, Neil. You can't. So, you can't I'll get better, guys. It's fine. <laughs> we like to do a little look back at somebody that's in uh, one of the upcoming films this weekend. And if that's the case, uh, since that was the case, I went with Olivia Wilde. There you go. Remember Come on. If the you guys watched House 13, man. What about the OC, guys? No. She, the OC? Yeah. The show? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, she just hangs out in the actual OC. She's in that orange curtain, man. Stop. In yeah. the show? Yeah, she was on there for so, wait half I'm... a season, I think. Yeah, she was hooked up with uh, Misha Barton's character for a little while. Oh, my God, wait, stop. <sighs> Quick little story. So I finished watching Gossip Girl, right? Men's fan here. And then I was like, I need something else that feels exactly the same, but like in a different location. So I just started watching the OC. Oh. I'm on the second season. Well, get ready. I didn't know she was in it. Get this ready. is crazy. Oh. oh my gosh. Life is good for Amy Cassandra Martinez. Yes. That's exciting. So for Olivia Wilde, we'll take a look back at her top five box office films. Coming in at number five is In Time from Fox back in it, 2011. It had so much potential. Like it was such a cool concept. I remember seeing the trailer like, oh, this looks really cool. And then I finally saw it and I was like, okay. It was. I didn't feel like it was a waste of my time, but definitely was one of those, like, oh, you could have been so much better. <laughs> those, uh, but it's super L.A. film. Like, everything you go, I know where they are. I know where they are. And oh, that was cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it is frustrating when you see a premise that's really exciting and then it, yes. it under, the under yeah. delivers. It felt like, and I love sci-fi, so it just felt like, mm, can we have more? But that, doesn't that make you, when you watch it, like, I want to just do this film, but just do it better? No. Oh. Uh, I, oh. I couldn't say what was not enough in it, but it was just one of those, like... Still enjoyed it, but I wish there was something more. All right. Uh, number four, The Change Up from Universal, 2011 as well. Big year for Olivia Wilde then. $13.5 million. 
I'm trying. I don't think I remember which one that was. I can't remember the change up. That was. Like, Where's the picture? I feel like that feels like a Vince Vaughn film for me. I don't it, know if that's no, true. the change. Well, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like no, that, I think no, like, but I don't know. That sounds. Oh, it's um, is it with Vince Vaughn? No, uh, the Jason Bateman, Ryan Reynolds drift that's apart it. over the years. Uh, lawyer, family man. He's avoided that, and then the envious of each other's life, drunken binge. Binge. They find they have somehow switched bodies. Whoa! Yeah, there you go. It's, you okay, know, an adult version of maybe the, Freaky Friday ish. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. What did you say? <laughs> Sorry, wrong Lindsay Lohan. Oh, you mean bear trap? That could Karen be. Trump. It was just like that. Yeah, just like, just that. like it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming in at number three, year one from Sony back in 2009, that Harold Ramis directed film. I think I did see that. Yeah, with, um, what's the name? What's that Scott Pilgrim. Uh, oh, Michael Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, some of these I'm like, I just need to see the poster. Here's the thing. Oh, um, it was kind of funny because, yeah, I think she was oh. like a princess or something like that. Like, that there's one. the caveman and she's this beautiful princess, something. It wasn't that funny, but I think I thought. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, no, I did. Yeah, number two is Cowboys and Aliens from Universal back in 2011 as well. Man, yes. 2011, <laughs> she was going big then. Uh, $36.4 million. That film disappointed me. Same thing. It has really cool potential, and then you're just... Mm. Only thing, though, I associate with is at Comic-Con at that time when it came out, they were promoting it, and they had this thing where they had a live Twitter event where you would be following them, and they're like, meet us on the corner of, like, K and 4th, and then you sprinted there, lined up in a line, and then you got a paper brick, like, the gold brick, and you opened it, and inside was either a T-shirt, the, like, gauntlet arm thing that he has in the movie or something like that, or you won tickets to the premiere. Oh. Needless to say, I got a ton of those arm thingies and a couple shirts. And I still have the shirts. I went to the premiere of the there at Comic-Con. Oh, yay. It wasn't fun. <laughs> well, like, mm. One, a lot of free popcorn, so that's always great. Mm-hmm. But uh, to do the premiere, even though it started like at 6 o'clock. Oh, you had to be there really early. Oh, and, that's, and you just mm. sat in this room for almost you know five hours. Oh, know? that's a bummer. That was, it, that was miserable. Sky really? Patterson says, I'm watching Cowboys and Aliens right now. Interesting. Mm. All right, Sky. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I th- it, another one. It had potential in... It was okay, like cool action sci-fi. I I'm always I enjoyed Daniel Craig tremendously, yeah. and I was excited to see what Harrison Ford would do in this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was yeah. a film that oh. came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming in at number one is another film that uh, looks beautiful, but still kind of under delivers on it. Uh, from 2010, Tron Legacy, forty-four million dollars. I think it performed better though than what I expected on the other ones, and I do really like the original as well. But that one, I think. Tron, though, the visuals and the music make it amazing, and the plot's a little more like, uh... uh yeah. If the plot had just matched uh, right? the then quality, it, would be... it would be phenomenal, because <laughs> it, it is really cool, and that's like, and I feel like the first time that you really got to see, oh, wow, they took Jeff Bridges, and they kind of de-aged him? That's cool! Awesome! But, uh... That's a little weird, but yeah. Well, true. yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, they're still kind of at the yeah. forefront of that technology, but you just wish that the story had been able just to kind of land... Yeah. It's like, oh, it is. And the soundtrack so, so cool. good. Yeah, Daft oh Punk is fantastic. I roll my eyes like, mm, so good. Yeah, it's, uh, and well. Did you uh, see the <gasps> Have you seen the original? I bet you haven't seen the original. Okay. You've seen the original, right? Yeah. It's, okay, I mean, yeah. It, it, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's a slow go. Ugh. The original one? Yeah. It is a slower pace, but it's cool. 
yeah so this one I, yeah Tron Legacy is another one I feel much the uh, same way that you're talking about where it's just awesome premise and it just oh you're just like just a little bit more it's like yeah. a lot of these movies are at like the 80% where you're like yeah it was cool I enjoyed it but you're like but I want you to be like at least a 95 I feel like this give is give me a, a little bit more yeah I would agree this is a film that I think people now look back on it and are more forgiving because they think it, they, remind, they remember the visuals and they remember yeah. the music but if you were to really go and watch it again, you'd be like, no. Why? Why aren't you better? Uh, uh, Wellington points out that Tron Legacy is eight years old already. God, It'll be nine years. <laughs> wow. Thank you, go, you for bringing that oh, down. Yeah. I feel like there's a certain um, kind of pattern with these top five movies hmm. that Olivia uh, Wilde has been in. And I feel like most of them, if not all of them, were just... Oh, it had so much potential. It just didn't. That's true. So I'm excited. I'm like, all of these were. Yeah, I'm excited for life itself because I feel like it's really going to give her a good chance to, I don't know, like live up to, I think, what she can do as an actress. I would also say technically all of these are sci-fi. And it feels like life itself has a little bit of a sci-fi that... overlay in it, at least from the uh, trailers. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, just in the scene where Oscar Isaacs is like going back into his memories. So, That's so like Dan Fogelman-y. So I don't know. I, I don't know how that is constructed. Whether it's just yeah, okay. That it is just a, a visual conceit as they're talking about an incident, yeah. and then it's just being visually represented, or they're using some sort of technology to that you can kind of broadcast your memories. I don't know exactly. Have what's you happening. ever watched This Is Us? No. Okay. So certainly, it's, you would say it's very, that's what it's, they yeah. do. Okay, it's what they do. But I'm curious to see how they do it. I never thought of that. Hmm. Oh well, good. Uh, yeah. Great. Well, besides, I mean, technically, even the change-up, you could say sci-fi of like switching bodies. So all these are sci-fi films that potential, but not great. Uh, yeah. Well, we yeah. know we're uh, you know what Olivia Wilde's all about. She's all about that sci-fi, man. That. <laughs> all about <laughs> house, man. We figured Go it watch out. Her on house. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before we do our box office bet and keep chumming away there for the two films under consideration, that is a house with a clock in its walls, as well as life itself. We'll start doing our top five for this. I. Uh, I saw some votes already. Oh, all right. What's the? Uh, can you give us an early spoiler? Uh, I saw more on the house. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, we've got the the house with the clock in its walls. Jack Black, Kate Blanchett on thirty three hundred screens from Universal. Life itself will be on twenty five hundred screens. Do we see either of those? Uh, which I think won't be a problem. Either one of those knocking out the Predator from top spot. Yeah. I feel House of the Clock in the Walls one family film. Wins major points, get everybody to go because it's not you know too. Is that wait? Is it rated PG? I think uh, that one might be. That one is actually rated NC seventeen. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's, it is, and also it's, it's you know family friendly and based on a book series, so going to win major points with people. Uh, it's have the previews and the trailers suck yes. you in. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm I'm all for like I love the kids family movie stuff too. And like the magical aspect looks very fun. Fantasy? That's what they call it. Fantasy. Yeah. Mm. It's comedy, sure. family, fantasy. It's PG. PG. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> Definitely full family film. One gonna go see. Alright. You're not you're not that interested. I wanna in. see it. Are you Amy? <sighs> whatever, guys. I'll tell you how I feel about it. I'm scared that you guys are gonna pick that one, but whatever. I don't care about it. All of the trailers, I'm just like Okay, that's a really long title for a movie, but I get it. It's based off of books. I get it. But, no, man. What is is the aspect that's not sucking you in? Like, kind of like, you know, somebody learning about a world of magic and they're kind of getting... No, I love magic. 
Yeah. So, so what is it about this premise about somebody kind of discovering yeah. a world outside their door that's much bigger than they ever thought? Maybe it's just the trailer, the way, like, the scenes that they showed. It wasn't, like, exciting at all. It's just like, oh, cool. Like, we've seen stuff like this before, you know? Dude, does the casting of Jack Black uh, excite you? Well, Not excite you? It looks or very just much like, like eh. Goosebumps. Very true. Uh, okay, maybe that might have a part in it. I didn't grow up with Goosebumps. Dun, no, dun, no, dun. but, like, did you see the movie Goosebumps? No, because I didn't grow up with it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, but well, I didn't because he it. acted in that, and yeah, Stardew says looks like it, it was giving me some of that vibe. Like he seems like a similar quirky character. Yeah. Um, some of the comedy, though, I'm curious to see how it'll land because in the trailer, some of it's funny and some of it's. Hmm. But the basic concept and the look of it—that's what I'm excited. So not even the style. You're like, eh. mm-hmm. I loved. I, my favorite Jack Black character is in School of Rock. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if there's any of that. That'd be cool, but I don't know. It's just okay. not exciting to me. But I want to be proven wrong. But of course, you know, with two <clears throat> movies coming out, um, I definitely want to see Life Itself. Easy pick for I, me. Okay. Having never read the original yeah. book that it's based off of, I, I'm hoping that the Jack Black character is uh, not necessarily like the the bumbling buffoon who like yeah. he's like oh yeah he's, no, he knows magic not. but he's kind of a goof. Yeah, uh, I, I'm hoping that he has his uh, act together more. And there are comedic moments in there, but it's in service of no. This guy's got his act together; and he knows what he's doing. Fully yeah. developed characters would be nice, not just like kind of stereotypes that you're like, oh, cool, mm-hmm. you know. But after seeing Jumanji, uh, yeah, he the was amazing to that, in that. I feel like I, I, I'm more receptive to seeing another Jack Black film mm. after seeing him in Jumanji. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. Let me, Did I'll you get... see Goosebumps? No. Okay. I don't know. I just it didn't really suck me in when I saw the trailer. Yeah, I'm like, eh, that's um, I I read the books. I have the complete original collection. Um, nerd. Because they have. Oh yeah, no, I'm proud of that nerd. Because they have like the regular set, and then they had like a Goosebump 2000 series, and that's when I was like, eh, so I don't have all of those. Uh, the movie was cool, and they definitely pull lots of random bits. And he's very fun in that. But he's not quite bumbling idiot, but he's little more on the absent-minded professor of you know Aww. which but that's in goosebumps but it's a little bit because the idea is his things have been taken or you know his books have come to life so he's a little bit not disheveled there we go but mm-hmm. it was fun it's cute that's not I'm it's a cute one yeah. wow no, not that, 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 that hurt me to say steven <laughs> goes jack black was great in jamani yes he was all right so uh which do you see out of life itself or the house with the clock in its wall taking the number one spot house uh, do you see uh, how far up do you see life itself going? Can you see it number two? You know three? the those uh, this is us fans are hardcore, so it could go for number two, I think. And I would think that the disappointing uh, reviews of Predator could knock it down considerably. So I would uh, not be yeah, surprised. Yeah. I don't. I think they could take one and two, and I just put House um, first, if only because. Again, family film always does well, and no family films out right at the moment. So, no white boy Rick. That's a family film. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, right. Steven, I'm with you. Nacho Libre was boring. I saw that as a test screening for an audience. I was like, eh. Oh. Yeah. Did so, you like Nacho Libre? Did you see Nacho Libre? No. Okay. I don't like those kinds <laughs> of characters. <laughs> uh. So I could see it being uh, the house with the clock in its walls. Uh, life itself, and then I'm just going to go straight on the Predator, then on a simple favor. So you agree at House Clock? Actually, you know what? No, I think I'm actually going to go with the uh, House, 
of the clock and its walls, uh, life itself, the predator, a simple favor, and the nun. I yes. Think, I think the nun will uh, drop agreed. off. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Done. All right. Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for us to do the box office bet. Again, this is the, uh, we're going to be betting on a film based on your votes there in the chat, whether it is The House with the Clock in Its Walls or Life Itself. We'll be betting on what we think the opening box office gross will be, and the winner gets to bask in the glory of being prognosticator or prognosticators. The loser, of course, will have to go see the film and tell us all about it. So, I uh, usually know that like, Ken Jack loves to give us a little total if he's around in the chat. So, uh, as we're waiting to get a final total, we will uh, then assemble our respective bets. Mm-hmm. We'll see who, see who can win. Uh, Ken Jack says House on the Clock won the bet unanimously. Oh, yeah, all cool. right. Thank you, Ken Jack. Uh, it's a clean sweep. Well, we all said number one, so yeah. Let's see what we all think number one would be. True. I mean, and certainly uh, the first in a perspective series of films, if this were to mm-hmm. do well. So kind of tough to gauge since you really don't have anything else to compare it to. But uh, all right. Again, 3,300 um, screens. Well, let's see. Let me see. let's look up what Goosebumps made. Mm-hmm. Like, someone asked that question. I was like, "That's a good question." Where's the movie? Mm. Well, I also feel like it's been a while since we've had a family good family one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and kids have been in school for a while. Um, box office like for Goosebumps. Oh, this is not opening weekend. I'm like, well, collectively, because it just says box office. This is 150, but I feel that's like total. Yeah, that is, does does not specify opening. Oof. Um, stuff. I, I'm not dialed in enough to the series. Like, if it was yeah. a Harry, if it was a Harry Potter, I've never or, heard you of know, it Fantastic Beasts, that'd be like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know how beloved this right. series of novels are. To make me think but that again, fan bases. family film like magic and stuff. It looks fun and the kids. Well, yeah, but also, I mean, it's, I'm not to say it's going to be a bad movie, but no. still, is it enough to like do bonkers at the box office on its opening weekend to bring mm. people in right away? Yeah, I, because I, I mean, the trailers are interesting and intriguing, but I'd never heard of the franchise, so I, there wasn't like, oh my gosh, they're finally making the book again. I'm not dialed into reading that novel. Mm-hmm. So maybe if there were... Okay, sure something there else kind of interesting, because it's family, it is directed by Eli Roth. That was... I remember Which I'm like, that. yes. It does seem interesting. Which feels like a weird fit for him, but that's why I'm like, ooh, I hope, even though it's PG, it would still be like a little scary in there. I mean, he passed up on directing The Meg, uh, and now he's doing... I mean... But he also wanted to star in The Meg, so... <laughs> that's all right. Uh... Some people in the chat, I think I saw 30. Yeah, I'm having Oh, that. interesting. It's an old book. I was I was curious. So it says based on the 1973 novel. So it's that's going to be more parents. Yeah. And, you know, not necessarily the kids who've read it unless their parents, you know, got it for them as well. I think All right. I'm going to go <laughs> I I, said it, I keep typing and retyping, but I keep got to go back to the number I did first. Oh, oh boy. All right. We all locked in. Up, mm. oh, Carrie Lane. No peeking, Amy Cassandra. Martinez. I already put it. I probably went higher, but that's okay. All right. Amy Cassandra, you were so, you know, you slept that phone down with authority. What <laughs> well, is your bet? Whatever. Uh, 22. Oh, okay. interesting. I'm scared by your reactions. I'm terrified. Zias no, 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 says that's... 20. Ken Jack says 22. Right there with you. I know a lot of you guys were saying 2022. I don't know. Reading yeah. yours, I, I, I feel 
I see you um, better, and I'm jealous Le- of it. Thank you, chat room. Levi says Goosebumps opened with 23. All right, all right. What's yours? Then I went way too high. Um, I said 38. Wow, I love it. Carrie Lane. <laughs> yes. Edgar in the chat Bay. says 28. Ah. Yeah. I am right there with that person. I did 28 as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah. We're just, dang it. But no, 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 I feel, I, I can Stop respect it, your Frank. bet. I really Whatever. can respect your bet. It's, you know, I want this movie to do well. I just don't want to lose, too. Whatever. You know, this is, this is our life. It's okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I am fine. It's not that big a deal. I, I like how you just make it like, we endure doing this. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a tough oh. job, but someone has to do it. <laughs> Yusuf says 18.9. You're very specific. I was going to say 18 also, but oh. like, nah, 22. Well, now that uh, Carolina said it's from a 1973 novel, it, I do get worried. So, As we'll in, see. like, it would be lower because then it's more apparent? Yeah, that's why then all of a sudden I yeah. hear Amy's $22 million bet, and I'm like, mm, that, I could buy that one a little bit easier. But people love Jack Black. Yeah. I feel like that might be the pull, that too. and it looks cool. I mean, kids, kids will probably be like, Mom, Dad. People yeah, enjoy Jack know. Black, but I think... People enjoying Jack Black, I think that time is a little bit in the hmm. past. Okay. You Even though be we've had a teacher's yeah. There you yeah. go. School of Rock, man. That's right. The movie All right. that Amy lives by. We'll find <laughs> out when it comes out. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Of course, as always, thanks for everybody for joining us in the chat. You make it so much more fun to do the show. We couldn't do it without you. In fact, we wouldn't have a box office bet without you. But as always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Well, either give it a thumbs up, or two, or three, four, however many you'd like to give. And uh, if you're watching the show after we stream live, Carrie, what can they do? You guys can comment down below. And if you want to stay in touch with any of us, even after the show is over, Amy, where can they mm-hmm. find you? You guys can find me on all social media, at Amy Cassandra MTZ, and let me know your favorite Jack Black movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Where can they find you? Oh, but he's not here. Okay, all social media, at Amy Cassandra M. T Z nailed it. Oh, you guys are the best. <laughs> uh, and you guys can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And I agree that would be the comment. Leave a comment down below. Your favorite Jack Black movie. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. I would say comment down below about uh, what other gestures that Amy Cassandra can use to start uh, describing how she likes movies. Okay, yeah, but keep it like PG-13. <laughs> Guys, let's, let's keep right. it civil here. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. We'll be back here next Sunday night with another episode of Box Office Breakdown right here on Popcorn Talk. Go see some movies. See ya! From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk network.